play. I'm listening to Fuller Cinematic. But I am so mad. Let me ask you a question. So, uh, am I still on? Yep. Still live? Okay. Yep. So, anyway, all right. Let me close this out and let's focus because we need to uh, get to the heart of the matter here because for too long, Terry and I will be packing up, starting to get stuck together for our wonderful vacation. So, I can't wait. Um, down to Edisto Beach. But you know what? I told Terry, I said, I don't care. We could leave town and go sit at a drive-in theater in a car. And as long as I can read a book or whatever and just chill and not have to worry about work, I don't care. Um, just anywhere. But um, the only thing I've got to have is I've got to make sure I'm taking my iPad. Uh, I'm thinking we might have to take our um, Amazon Fire Stick and then, uh, you know, just whatever we can do to stream stuff and everything at night. So, um because I'm sure, and of course, now I don't know about movie theaters, but I know, hopefully, in fact, now that I think about it, tomorrow night is probably going to be the screening premiere of, which, hold on, we need to talk about that. Let's, 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 let's start. So, you ready, ready me to say my, let's go. We'll start from here? Okay. Um, all right. So, welcome everybody to Fully Cinematic with Ran and John. We are so thankful for y'all to be here. Uh, it's been a while, but we're glad to be back. We got some movies to talk about. Uh, we got some movies coming up, movies we've seen. Uh, appreciate it. So, if anybody would like, subscribe, uh, share, uh, comment, send us your feedback. We'd love to love to have it. Um, so, uh, with that being said, we're gonna we're gonna roll and start talking about some great films that we've experienced and seen during the summer, and some stuff that's coming up, and maybe even kind of head segue a little bit into the stuff coming for the fall. Um, so anyway, with that being said, so um, welcome everybody. So the Rand and I were just talking about um, heading out for vacation, uh, leaving Saturday. And before I do that, um, I am hoping that maybe I can somehow sneak in a screening tomorrow night of the movie Old by M. Night. I'm going to butcher his name. I never can get it right. Come on. All right. So, all right, let's talk about M. Night. Let me, in fact, let, let's just deal, do this here. We, I, I, my opinion is, you know, he, he actually is a, a very good director. Um, he went off on the tangent of with a few things um, that I really do not care about, but I just want to take a look at what all he has actually directed because some things, of course, I think he's most famous for the one with Bruce Willis. Um, uh, the Sixth Sense. The Sixth Sense, yes, okay. All right, so let me ask you a question, man. So when you saw that movie, which I'm, I'm sure you did, um, were you, did you have any clue? Was it a total twist for you when you, when that, when you saw that movie? Do you recall seeing it the first time? I was a little late um, seeing the movie, so I don't remember if it has been spoiled for me or not by the time I saw it. I mm -hmm. Yeah, that came out in 1999. That is so hard to believe it's been that long ago. Um, I remember seeing it. And I don't know why, but I just, I thought to myself, and I know everybody says, no, you didn't. And I said, yes, I did. I had a sneaky suspicion, and I don't think we're going to spoil anything by letting everybody know that Bruce was not, he was actually a ghost. He himself was the ghost. And um, everybody's like, no, you did not know that there was, a, I said, no. I mean, the way, to me, it was just the way the setup was from the beginning. It just made sense. I, I don't know what triggered it, but it just, but I'm not saying I'm not saying it wasn't a great movie. I mean, it, it, it was very, um, I mean, just, it was something different for the time that it came out. I think the, 
Um, the cast was really good. I mean, it it, it was it was a, it was a great. I don't want to say it was a great because um, it didn't like scare me. Um, to me, it was more of a suspense film. But uh, so let's see. So we're looking at his other stuff, and then you go. Then he goes, and I think the next one he did was Signs. Was was that the one with Mel Gibson? Where they're out with it. Okay. That kind of freaked me out. Uh, that, cause that's the one that had like the alien at the end or something or something. something. Was that right? That came out the I, 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 I was little, I thought that one was a little overrated. Oh, <laughs> okay. Um, okay. All right. Well, that's I, I think, um, just off the top of my head though, I believe his most, uh, critically acclaimed movie is Unbreakable. Ah, uh, Yep. Okay. And that, well, okay. Critically acclaimed, yes. But was it his most profitable or do you think people have really caught on to it and raved about it? I don't, I think it's, I really think it's underrated. I think the Sixth Sense made the most money for him. Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, now Split, Split was good. That came out in 2016. That was, uh, that was, to me, that was a. 2017. Well, the twenty seven okay, twenty seventeen. Well, that was good. I thought that was a great film. I thought the um, performances in that were great. Um, and uh, in fact, I don't know why James McAvoy didn't even. I thought he was brilliant. I don't understand why he didn't. With all the personalities, have to play. My favorite movie um, that M. Night Shyamalan was involved in. I actually all this time I thought he directed it, but it turns out. Uh, he did come up with the story and he produced it, but somebody else directed it. It was Devil. Mm. Yeah, that, I'm sorry. That was creepy as all get out. That was a creepy, that was 2010, 2011, something like that. 2010. Um, yeah, that, that was, that, <laughs> that, that was creepy. Uh, actually, that was really, really good. Um, two of his worst, <laughs> I did not see After Earth. I don't, have any desire to see it, but I heard it was absolutely horrible. I agree. I, I saw it and I did not like it. Um, and then the other one was Lady in the Water, which was about seven years prior to that, and that was horrible. Um, I, I don't even know. I, I mean, I think the premise was somewhat different and could have been good, but I don't know. Now the other thing is, and I think he's probably done some other stuff that I'm, I'm not, either he's been involved in, but I think from a director's perspective that's probably the stuff i know most mostly for the village was okay the happening was okay but i am oh glass was good glass was good i thought the kind of that that was the third and what really was the trilogy right because it was unbreakable but i will say this i think that he gets a, um i don't think he gets a fair shake because his uh because the sixth sense was so popular mm. i think that every other movie since then has been Unfairly judged. Well, that's a good point. He, he to come out with the sixth sense again every time. Yeah, he basically had the sophomore curse. Every everything else he's directed. So, um, so he's not allowed to make uh, mediocre movies, and and people just and critics just let him let let it go. You know, right, they, right. You know, I mean, other words, he he set that bar so high for himself that it's I don't I don't know that he'll ever be able to up to it except. Now let's talk about his TV series, which I don't know if you watched. Have you watched Servant on Apple TV Plus? No. Okay, it's good. There's some things about it that would change. Uh, it has some. It definitely needs to be edited. Uh, some of the editing is just horrible. 
Um, but it's it it is pretty creepy. So I will say that's that's. If you're watching, if you watch all those movies that you name, and you're watching a TV show that he's uh, running, yeah, yeah. you must be a big fan. I I would classify myself as a fan because I do think that he has done some pretty good. I mean, he's done some some good stuff. And so yeah, I, I can't deny that I'm not a fan. I mean, that's that's just. I mean, I am. Um, because I do think, because at least his ideas and stuff are different, the things he tries to bring across. And I am really psyched about where I'm heading next, which is trying to sneak in the screening tomorrow night of hopefully everybody has seen this trailer for the movie Old. I haven't seen the trailer because I didn't. Oh, okay. Well, then we're not going to talk about this, what's in the trailer, but I will just say that, in my opinion, if the trailer lives up to the way it is so far, and I hope, you know, I hate how trailers sometimes will give away the best parts of the film. Hopefully that's not happening here. Um, I think this could definitely put him back on the map in terms of uh, hits. Because, I mean, I don't really think you could say, I mean, again, he's not going to be able to live up to the, to, to the quote-unquote hit status of the Sixth Sense. That's just, that was a mega film for him. Especially not this weekend. There's no, there's no way that uh, he's going to get those type of numbers this summer, just because of the what 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 we're going through. Still, you know, we still we got yeah. a, a resurgence with the pandemic. There's, there's mm-hmm. no. I totally agree. Yeah, and that's what's going to be disappointing. I so I, I'm well. I'm gonna tell you what. If I can sneak it in, I'm gonna try to do it tomorrow night and go. Um, now I will say, um, I've seen movies this past year. I didn't start going until um, maybe six months ago, and um, I think that's about right, maybe six months ago, uh, because things that kind of, I just figured, hey, there's nobody going, and once, it was not long after the reopen, that's what happened, and I thought, you know, there's going to be nobody there probably, and for the most part, that's been the case, I, but I did go um, a week ago and saw Black Widow, which we'll touch on later, um, and the theater was sold out, and I mean, it wasn't I thought that AMC was still doing the spacing out, and that was not the case. Every seat in that theater was sold out. Now, granted, it wasn't one of those huge theaters, so that did kind of make me uncomfortable because even because I was with the friends that um, had not been out in a year and a half, we've all been vaccinated, um, and then I had this person, this whole row next to the left of me, come and sit down right beside me, and it was just—it it really was. I'll be honest with you; I was not comfortable with that. Yeah, a lot of people, unfortunately, think that it's already over. Well, and yeah, and look, God, we could even—we could go on a tangent on that because I've—I've I've been pitching a fit um, with some coworkers earlier today about some stuff I've seen, but anti-vaxxers and anti-maskers and I am not by any means putting anybody down for that it's, it's I mean I, I we won't even go there that's a personal thing but um it, it's just a, for me it was just an uncomfortable situation so um so it could be that you know even tomorrow night if I were main, able to manage to sneak out and go see a screening of this um it, it could be full but um but I'm hoping I am really psyched this is one film I'm, I'm psyched about seeing uh so I'm looking forward to going. So we kind of started off on that topic. So, Rand, what do you – what's, what's coming up for you? What have you seen from a preview perspective that – is there anything right now that you're just absolutely just excited to see, can't wait to see? I'm, I'm kind of um, – I'm, I'm a little anxious about it because I, um, you know, 
these days, movies could go either way. Nothing seems to be a sure thing anymore in terms of quality. But I already have, I already scored my tickets to um, the Suicide Squad, which doesn't uh, hit the theaters until August the 6th. You are kidding. And when are they, and when, it's for this weekend? No, it's not until uh, August. And, uh, well, I, that is one of the ones that I do see is on the uh, upcoming, uh, and there's advanced tickets are actually being sold now through, I know they're being sold through Regal. Um, yeah. There's another film that I'm excited about seeing. Uh, in fact, I'm hearing it's getting a big, getting a lot of attention because um, they just had the, what was it, the major Cannes Film Festival. And Stillwater, it's, I've heard, is getting a lot of noise, um, which I don't know. That kind of surprises me. It, to me, it just looks like it's a. It just seems like a redneck movie. I, well, I get, yes. And, but I'm hearing, I mean, at least what I've read, now, you may, if you read something different, please do tell. But apparently, it got an, even a standing ovation. Well, I just can't, you know, I just can't I see that. I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know about the standing ovation, but you know what else got rave reviews? And I actually saw it and I thought it sucked. What? Pig. You have, wait a minute, hold, hold back, let's back up. You've already seen the movie Pig with Nicolas Cage? Yes, I have. All right, you have held out on me. I didn't realize they had it out there. And, but everybody says Nicolas Cage is in full form with uh, this movie. Nicholas Cage's acting is not bad, but the movie itself was horrible. It's kind of like, so, in my opinion, they it's kind of like a bait and switch type of situation because mm. everything about this movie seems like it's going to be John Wick with a pig instead of, <laughs> instead of a puppy. Oh. But, oh my gosh! But um, Nicholas Cage, and he does like his pig gets stolen, and he goes on the hunt to uh, get his <laughs> his pig back, but. He he he's not John Wick. He doesn't like uh, shoot anybody or beat anybody. He there's nothing like that. Like it's just him talking. He's to just him. a backwoods guy wanting to find his pig. Where's my pig? He's questioning people. He doesn't. There's no action at all. The only action is when, you, who when directed this. Who even thought this would be an interesting movie? That's what I. I when he first gets the pig stolen. He gets jumped by some dudes and they beat him up. That's the most action you're gonna see. No, I'm not seeing it then. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, one of them, uh, a minute and a half preview of what sounds like a horrible movie. Um, no. no, 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 no. Just imagine, just imagine no. John, John Wick if he didn't have a gun. Yeah, no, no. I'm sorry. That, that's not going to happen. What has, I don't get, that's the thing. Nicolas Cage, and you know what? I cannot fairly judge the man because I never saw his Oscar-winning performance. I saw snippets of it, but I never saw that movie. And the only reason why I did not see that, and I'm still not going to see it, is because because I heard it was the most depressing film ever. But I thought you were a uh, Elizabeth Shue fan. Oh, I love her. Love her. But I just can't. She's just co-star in that movie. But I just can't. um, No, I just can't. I just yeah I know but I just can't. Oh uh, no, nope. uh, let's see. Well, I'm not going to see Pig, so I wish I hadn't seen. Um, and you don't tell me you paid for that thing. If you did, I'm gonna. Oh uh, no, uh, no, I didn't pay. I paid, <laughs> I paid for it with a precious two hours out of my time. 
I'm about to say that's two hours you'll never get back in your life. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So what about what about the um, looks like it looks like it's kind of fun. Jungle Cruise. Any any thoughts on that one coming up? to see that but uh you know it, as i said before it could always go either way but the That's impression I, mean. I did watch the trailer and the impression i get is that it's kind of like a cross between indiana jones and the pirates of the caribbean and that sounds like a fun time to me it could be. I mean, yeah, because that's what, you know, you want to go to movies and have a good time. And I'll, I'll call, this is one of those movies I call a popcorn movie. I mean, you go, you're there, just have a good time. You know, you're laughing, cutting up. It's funny. Um, enjoy it. You know, enjoying it. So, yeah, it looks like that should be good. And it looks like the chemistry should be pretty good um, between the main stars, uh, The Rock and Emily Blunt. So, um, what about The Green Knight? Have you seen anything about it? I want to see that, too. But uh, I did see, I saw the teaser trailer that came out last year, mm -hmm. but I, didn't, I haven't watched any of the subsequent trailers because I didn't want spoilers, but I definitely yeah. want yeah. yeah, I want to see it. It looks like it'll be pretty good. I, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to that one, too. That looks like that might be a, a good um, a good film as well. Um, the one we talked about that you scored tickets to now, I, I have a question. So is the Suicide, the Suicide Squad, the one that's coming out, which our stars, I'm sorry, I love her, the Harley Quinn, the character, I think um, the actress, the actor who plays her, does, it's just phenomenal. But um, is this a sequel, a prequel? What, how is this tied to Suicide Squad? Okay, that's the thing. They have, studio has claimed that it's not a sequel. However, um, you got... Um, at least three, you got four characters from first Suicide Squad movie are coming back and they're going to be in this one as well. Mm-hmm, yep. So I'm not sure how it's not as <laughs> I, Well, I, I, okay, and of course, you know, me and my not being really up on the comic book characters and stuff, but what's, what's the deal with the shark? He's Is a... He's a human. He's a human shark hybrid. So he, he, he he's a, basically a shark that walks around mm. with legs. Ah, uh, yeah. And he's a uh, Sylvester Stallone is doing the voice. You know, you know who I thought of though when I, Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. Um, I cannot. I'm sorry. I, I if I remember this wrong, I, somebody can correct me. But when I saw the trailer. And I saw the shark, and he says something. The first thing I thought about was that cartoon shark, Jabberwocky. No, uh, Jabberjaw. Jabber, Jabberjaw, or whatever you call it, yeah. Um, that's exactly what I thought of. And I thought... that. Well, I'm sorry, but that's exactly what it reminded me of. And I was just thinking, you know what? I, if I had to hear him for two hours, I, I, I'm... No. Now, if he's in there for a few minutes or, you know, but if I'm going to see him running on legs with that big shark head and attacking people, I, no, maybe you'll have to find another date because I, I just can't. I, you know, don't, I don't know. You told me that you even watched the Harley Quinn cartoon, so I know you're going to watch this movie. Uh, well, I do love Harley Quinn. Uh, she is just, she's so, uh, I don't know. She just, I, I do like her character and like, I like the actor. Um but yeah, so I don't, I don't know. It, it, and I, and it's going to make tons of money. I, I don't care what you say. I mean, it's nowhere near. I mean, I don't think anything right now in the last year and a half has probably made anywhere near the money they could have 
had it not been for the situation we're in, obviously. But what I will say is, the, obviously the studio, they're still making enough money to keep movies being released. So that's a good thing. Um, well, I mean, it, most, of the, most of the movies that we're seeing were already made. Uh, and they were supposed to come out last year. So this is old stuff. Well, uh, well that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. You got to get sale for these movie studios. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's true. So, hmm. Um, all right, so we'll see about Suicide Squad. I, I mean, you know, I think there's probably, there probably will, I'm sure there's a lot of hype around it. And I'll, sure I'll, I'll tell you one thing that, that'll give you something to think of. Um, so the, uh, the, this one has a different writer-director from the first one. Uh, the guy who wrote and directed the new one is the same guy that did uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Oh. Okay. All right. <clears throat> okay. That's fine. His name's so. James. James Gunn, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll I'll try to keep an open mind about it and you know, we'll see. So uh all right, so here's one I don't know anything about. Um I'm kind of guessing based on the trailer. What it's about, but I really haven't studied up on it, is Joe Bell with um, Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg, yeah. So do we have any, have you seen any trailers or know anything about this one? All I know is that Mark Wahlberg uh, put on a lot of weight for this role. Is it the one he put on, like they said, a hundred and something pounds? Yeah, he said he was eating, like, he was getting... Or like, put on a bunch of weight in like 11 and so many days or something, said he was miserable, he had right, to get it back off. I think he was supposed to be getting in, consuming like 11,000 calories a day. Oh, that's what it was. 11,000. I knew there was an 11 in there somewhere. Yeah. And he got put on a bunch of weight for it. That's okay. So that's the movie. Huh. Wonder why. I mean, what's the. Uh, I guess he's a. Fat dude. <laughs> okay. Um, let me just pop on this. I'm just. Hey, but he's supposed to be like, from what I can tell, he's supposed to be doing like a. Uh, one of those, uh, you know, when people do. Um, Walks, long distance walks, like mm. coast, coast, like, it seems like he's going to be doing something like that. And I don't, uh, okay. I don't yeah. Um, okay. Well, that, we'll have to see about that. So, yeah. I, somehow, I, I don't know if I see that one really being a big standout. Um, I, I could be totally wrong, totally wrong. But um, I don't know. It's just not enough hype has been out, put out about it. I mean, that's the other thing, too. I just haven't really seen a lot of promotion going on for it. So, um, now, when I had. It comes out Friday. Oh, that's also yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It comes out. It comes out Friday. Now the <laughs> other, <laughs> the other one that comes out Friday though that I, has, in my opinion, gotten some pretty good promotion, and it's going to be pretty good is Snake Eyes. That that, that is the one that I may um, check out this week. Yeah, yeah. That looks like that's going to be really, really good. Um, now I'm nervous you know, about it because the it's the third. It's the third movie in a series, and the first two were trash, so I don't know. Oh, okay. I do, like, I do like the fact that they, they're focusing on the, um, you know, this is, like, going to be a mostly minority cast. Like, the lead is the Asian. Mm -hmm. So Henry Golding is new. He's new to the role. He's not – he wasn't in right. the original. Yeah. Okay. All right. He's great. I love him. He's, he's a really good actor. So. Like, there's going to be a um, slight well, – I don't know how slight, but there's going to be some type of focus on um, – Ninja training and martial yeah, arts. Yeah, 
So yeah, I like that part of it, but I, I'm nervous about the, you know, the series that it's in. Ah, gotcha. That makes sense. Hmm. Um, I'm, I don't. I'm gonna check it out, and I'll, I'll, I'll find out one way or another. Yeah, and I don't see looking at looking at my list. I don't see anything else. It's uh, there's something called the stairs coming out in 22 days. It's not been rated. Uh, are not rated yet. I don't know what that's. Uh, uh, oh. Oh. Well, hold on here. Um, it's not rated yet, which is interesting. Uh, stars Kathleen Quinlan, who I have not heard her name in forever. Um, but this says, what started as a week-long adventure with friends quickly turns into a terrifying fight for survival in the stairs. In 1977, a young boy out, is out hunting with his grandfather when he stumbles upon a mysterious staircase deep in the forest. The subsequent disappearance leaves locals baffled as to the fate of the wayward pair. Twenty years later, a group of hikers set up on an ambitious trail deep into the same stretch of wilderness, and with each step away from civilization, they're pulled deeper into the treacherous, treacherous trap of the mountain terrain where they stumble upon the same set of ominous stairs. Hmm. Uh, I don't I don't know how that's going to go. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure about that. Uh, there's something on Ted Bundy coming out in 26 days in August. American Boogeyman. I don't know that I need to. I could probably wait for Netflix or something to bring that up. Stripes is 40 years old. I can't believe that. That's crazy. Um, you know what else is 40 years old is uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. God, that's just that's crazy, and that's about it. I don't see is there anything I missed that you uh that's coming out soon that you've heard about that's not on this list that I mentioned. I don't know. Are, anything you, just talk, are you just talking about this month and next month? Uh, yeah, pretty much just when the, within the next couple of months. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they're yeah, I haven't seen. Well, uh, I want to say this so we've we've uh, um, one of the movies that we're probably going to talk about, um, Black Widow, um, just dropped. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, and it, it looks like there's some copycat movies that are going to be coming out pretty soon. Mm. Oh, God. No, 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 no. Yeah. Um, check, check this out. There's a movie uh, coming out in August called The Protégé, which is about, about a female assassin. Anna is an assassin raised by Moody after he discovered her in the aftermath of a massacre in Saigon. For years, they traversed the globe and completed high-profile contracts. But when he's murdered, Anna must return to Vietnam to track down his killer. And in the process, teams up with a mysterious figure from her past to bring the killer to justice. Does that sound familiar? Uh, repeat. Right. I'm sorry. That's, that's a repeat. So, yeah. Don't need to, I don't know that I need to see that one, so... Hey, do, who the stars? Anybody we know? Samuel Jackson and Maggie Q. Hmm. I don't think I've heard of this. So, <clears throat> but, yeah, I don't think I need to see it. That sounds like it's something that's been made a thousand times. And um, in, uh, on this Friday, Kate Beckinsale is going to be starring in a, uh, which looks like a uh, another assassin movie. Called Jolt. Never heard of it. Nope, never heard of it. And you know, I mean, 
I, I think it's great and kudos that uh, female actors are seeing a you know increase in um, you know in headlining the films, but I, there's no promotion behind it, at least not that I've seen. So I, I, I don't know. Um, so let's let's kind of back up a second, and since you mentioned it, and let's talk about Black Widow. Oh. Fairly new. I went and saw it, as you know, not having, <laughs> not really knowing anything about Black Widow, period, at all. Um, so I'm just, my opinions are not going to be from somebody who is well-versed on the MCU, um, on that universe. Uh, I'm just looking at it from a film itself, and I thought it was, it was a very entertaining film. I liked it. Um, I thought Scarlett Johansson did a great job. Um, I thought, I don't know who the actor is that played her sister. I thought she was great. Um, the guy that played... Sister is, was played by Florence Pugh. Well, she was, I thought, I, in fact, I loved her character just as much as Scarlett Johansson. Um, as much as Natasha. But um, now, Rachel Weiss, is that who played the... The mom? The mom? Okay, she was good. But the dad, oh, I just, I just did not see him in the, playing that role. I mean, it just because in fact, there was one moment where I felt like he was skipping his, his, um, uh, he he was almost like he was slipping into his American, his, his native his English tongue versus Russian, and um, at least I. Well, that actually is understandable because he was—he went undercover in America for three years. Well, I know, but if he's going to be, that's true. But I mean, the thing about it is, you would think he'd be if he's out of not having to speak, you know, English anymore, and he's back to his Russian native Russian um, tongue. You would think he—it wouldn't be slipping back and forth. I don't know. I just took that. I, I was critical of that. I—I I I thought I was just. I, I, what I'm saying, I think he is not. From a character part, I think it was his, as an actor part, he was accidentally doing that. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I get what you're saying. I think they, I think a lot of people in that movie were actually doing that. But I think <laughs> with some of the characters, you can kind of come up with an explanation. I think that it got too, I think, I think you and I, as you and I talked about before, the I thought the first hour was really good. I love the opening sequence. I thought that was great. Um, and then when they got together, it the are the and the coming together just I mean like in the when they when they were and I'm going to spoil it for people who haven't seen it, um, but when they're trying to break the dad out of prison, I mean I think you're not talking about it. He's got to be he must have some superhero powers or something because he was just jumping and carrying on and jumping up on those gates and climbing and everything like a like a banshee. I mean he was just all over the place, but. Um, so then when they get reunited. Wait, wait, wait. Let's go back to that prison break for a second. Okay. Did you notice, first of all, I didn't understand. What, what I thought was kind of stupid was the fact that he was so out of shape when he's been in prison for who knows how, <laughs> for how many years. And yeah. we saw him running past workout equipment when he was breaking out. Mm -hmm. So why is he uh, so... He was not in shape. So dumpy. Yeah, he was. There was no way he was not in shape. Um, and as you know, you know, here he is sitting at the 
around all these other guys, all these other prisoners. And, you know, they're all built and you can tell they've been working out and just huge. And then the last guy, which of course, like we said, this must be because of his superhero traits, but, um, you know, he broke the guy's wrist, but, I mean, even if he had not had superhero powers, there's no way. He just, to me, he just did not. I mean, I, maybe you can underestimate people, but I don't know. He just, to me, I think he would. I'm with you. If you're stuck in prison, you've got nothing to do. Most of the prisoners, that's what they do. They they work out, they try to stay in shape, it gives them something to do. I mean, I don't know. And he just, yeah, he definitely was was. Mm-mm. He was out of shape. He just didn't. That just didn't fly with me. So another thing about that prison break, did you? Did you ever stop to think that they basically killed everybody in their prison by tossing mm-hmm. that avalanche? <laughs> yes. Yes. I was, uh, yes, they did. And I was thinking, wow. Okay. And then here she, and then here she is just flying around on that, you know, take me. To, and then what, what got me too was, did she have any headsets on? Didn't talk, didn't talk. Was she able to communicate to her sister who was flying the helicopter? Okay, and the reason I'm asking is because, you know, here she is, the girl's flying, the sister's flying the helicopter, and then the black widow, Natasha, she's down on the, kind of down on the uh, ramp, and she's hollering, take me up. And I kept thinking, I thought, does she have a headset in? Does she even, because she's not going to be able to just stand there and holler, and the girl was already, and be able to read lips or anything, or know what she's saying. You didn't know what she was saying, because you remember when she was, she was complaining about her, uh, her, her piloting skills, she was like, um, she, she didn't get it. She's like, yeah, we both doing such a great job. <laughs> mm, no. Um, I, I, yeah, that to me was just – now, I'm not saying it wasn't good action. Obviously, you know, and, and these things – No, that, no was, that action, that was, that was some, some, some good action. It was exactly. Just, and, I mean, of course, it's not realistic. I mean, that's natural because that just cannot happen in real life. But, um, but no, it was um, – and then when they – but when they get him out – and then they all come back and they meet them, see the mom again. And that to me is like the moment. And just to, my, clarify, just to clarify, these aren't. Oh, not, these aren't real parents. Yeah. Yeah, they're not biological family. They no, were, no. Uh, they were only together, what, three years? That was all? Yeah, they, were, they were undercover in America posing as a family. Yeah. So why? It, it just got cheesy. I mean, it just got overly cheesy. Well, I think I, I'm with you. Like the first hour was pretty good, but I think the moment that the dad put that superhero suit on, he turned, <laughs> turned into Homer Simpson. That that was the yeah. That just turned a whole. It, it just became a, a comedy act, and um, I, I didn't. And then it kind of got more. Then it got a little bit serious there toward the end, but. Um, yeah, it, I'm, it's definitely mixed reviews for me. Um, now, I was surprised. I was reading in my EW magazine last night. They gave it an A plus. Oh yeah, I was. I was an A. Was an A minus or A plus? Anyway, it was an, they gave it an A. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. And well, I, I was. I liked it. I, I I definitely. I'm gonna watch it. Again. Yeah, but I but I wouldn't I wouldn't rate it that high. Yeah, but it does have this. I wouldn't give it an A plus, and it does no. have problems. Um. Probably leaning more toward a C plus, B minus, um, you know, kind of. But I mean, again, it was an entertaining film. I mean, and you definitely got your money's worth. And then I did, like you said, definitely I not, it, it's less, definitely, you're definitely not going to be bored watching this movie. No, but then I did watch the end credits, as you said, stayed, at, stayed after the credits, watched the piece, um, the insert, 
you know, there at the end. And um, that also got on my nerves. And I, thought, minute, that, I thought that part was disrespectful. Well, it was totally disrespectful. It was, it was dumb. I didn't like it. I mean, and yeah. I like Julia Louise Dreyfus, don't get me wrong, but how here is she's having a somber moment, right? you know, grieving her sister, knowing that she's gone. And then all of a sudden you hear this sound like a clown nose, clown blowing its nose. And that, I, I'm like, what, what the heck? And then you see her standing there and it, it, they were trying to make it a comedic skit. And I, I didn't get it. I didn't yeah, like I, it. I didn't even think it was funny. No, I didn't laugh. I didn't. Not a no. And in fact, like I said, the whole theater I was in sold out. Not a soul laughed. Not not anybody laughed or, or anything about it. Um, now, because everybody knew, I guess, because they, they're all MCU followers and fans, they all knew to stay. Nobody got up at once. Well, fact, I, I, when I went to see it. When I went to see it, which was opening day, half of the crowd got up and walked out. <laughs> Well, it got this crowd I was with was serious. They knew their MCU stuff because one of the cleaning girls ladies cut on the lights by accident, and that I thought they were going to take her out. They were so mad. They were like, "Cut them lights off!" and da 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 da. And she's like, "Sorry, sorry," you know. And I mean, they, <laughs> it was crazy. Um, but uh, I, I just thought it was disrespectful too. I mean, it's like you know, I, I, I didn't. So anyway. But my my overall thing is, yeah, it, it, this is this definitely is a entertaining film. Um, I've read multiple reviews where pretty much most of them are mixed, other than the EW one I read last night. But I think Scarlett Johansson uh, did a did a uh, a really good job of portraying you know of, of the role. I just now have to play catch up with all the other twenty three films in the MCU universe to. No, get don't, point. Watch, don't watch all 20. <laughs> don't worry, I've got your list. I know what to watch and what not to. So, um, hey, let me ask you this. Um, so Scarlett Johansson's already announced that this is going to be her, um, her last appearance in, in one of these movies. Do you think it was a, a, a appropriate send off? Well. But now, wait a minute. I did not see the film in which she technically was killed, I guess. Right? So, yeah. uh, to ha so, I, so, I really need to watch that one, too, to kind of compare what we would consider. I mean, is this technically, is this Black Widow film technically the send-off, per se, of her character? Yeah. That would... Right. That's why they had um, that. Uh, that's why they had a grave scene at the, after the credits. Well, I, th I, I no, because I think that it should have been, and maybe I missed this when they were talking, but I mean, I know they showed um, what's the guy's name? The one that supposedly said, they, you know, supposedly killed her, but Oh, um, uh, okay. Okay. Um, I think that there should have been, well, no. I guess you, I guess I, no. What I was going to say was I think that they should have put a little bit more clarification there about what actually happened and all this kind of stuff, but um, then again, I guess they expect you to keep up with, this, with the films to understand. Yeah, they do. So, but with that being said, no, I didn't like it because I need, because somebody could be coming in new like me that didn't really know the whole background. But um, I like the fact that the sister was there and that they did come together and, and united. And obviously the sister has taken on that pose of Black Widow because, you know, she was picking at her and talking about how she was such a, a poser and all this stuff. So, um, and, I, so and I do think she's going to be a good feeling as far as an action for the action part. Because she definitely could kick butt. Um, 
I don't have any doubt that she'll be able to take care of herself. She got some big shoes to fill, in my opinion. True, but I think she'll prove herself. And I think she's proved herself pretty good. I do think she had a lot, um, you know, so. But, uh, yeah, it was, um, yeah, I enjoyed it. I, I, I do think it's a good film. I'm glad I saw it. So maybe this will kind of ignite the bug or ignite the flame, if you will, for me to start watching the other MCU stuff. Because I was going through when I did a survey the other day, and it was asking, have you seen this film, this film? And I was like, well, I've seen about three of the ten, so not too bad, but I've still got to catch up. So, so so far you've seen um, Iron Man, Black Panther. I've seen all the Iron Man. I've seen Black Panther, uh, Ant Man. Oh, you saw oh, Ant Man. Okay. Yeah. Yep. I've seen Ant Man. Um, so Black Widow, uh, Guardians like, of the Galaxy. It seems it's like it seems like you're focusing on the solo movies instead of the uh, the ones where yeah yeah with all the characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does sound like that. Um, let's see. How, what else? How, how many how, others? How did you like Ant Man? I thought it was entertaining. I liked it. I yeah, thought it was pretty good. I, like I thought it was good. Um, but I haven't seen like the Avengers. I haven't seen Captain America. Um, yeah, there's quite a few more to see. Uh, but I mean, you know what I've seen so far has been, for the most part, they've been. Oh, Suicide Squad. I've seen. Uh, oh no, that's DC. That's a different. Right. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I've got to play some catch up. But but I'm glad I did see the Black Widow. Um, and Black Widow, I thought was a definitely a good summertime standard, you know, blockbuster action film to see, and I think it did. I think it filled the role really well. So. I still I still think they should change that that title to something. Well, I, and I did see your review on that, your comments on your blog, and um, yes, I, I, I can actually see that. I, I tend to lean toward toward um, agreeing with you. So, um, good fight scenes in it. Though. If anybody wants to see that, that's, there's definitely some good good fight scenes in this film. So, I saw um, I saw uh, somebody online made a video where they were keeping track of how many times. Um, Natasha should have died in the movie based on uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, she took quite a bit in fact um, don't you think she should have died when all the widows yeah, yeah. The black widows came in and assaulted her I mean she'd have been dead after like the third or fourth attack right <laughs> so uh, you know obviously yeah definitely some and I mean the, and the evil guy what was his name the way he was Bashing her in the face, yeah. I mean, well, and and not just him, but also his daughter that was in that tank that looked like the RoboCop. I mean, Taskmaster. Anyway, that's a character in the film in the in the MCU world too, right? right. Um, no, no. Th well, this is the first time that um, Taskmaster has ever been in. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, as many times as she had bashed Natasha. Uh, I, I can't imagine that. I mean, her bones were not broken, or her back broken, or her leg, or arm. I mean, it was just crazy. Right. She fell off a building and hit like three <laughs> on the way down. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, and, and yet, and what's the funniest? The poor jump <sighs> with the woman at the beginning who ended up falling off and bashing her back, breaking her back, and landing, and her leg is twisted sideways, and she's laying there dying, and that when well, she kills herself. 
Remember she walked and Tasha walked up to her? I'm glad you brought that. Let's talk about that. I noticed that the only widows that we saw die in the movie mm. were the minority ones. I, you, uh, you, uh, you can't deny I'm not going to deny it. You cannot deny it. That's exactly what happened. The one you're talking about that fell and broke mm-hmm. her neck, she, uh, she had to kill herself because she was yeah. controlled remotely. She was black. And the one that we saw die before her was Asian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, Hello. I mean, I, 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 yeah, that's a, that's a good point. I just like the movie I saw where um, A Quiet Place too. I mean, you know, we talked about that, about the poor guy. What's his name? He's a wonderful actor, played on um, played Amistad. Damon Hansu. The, here it is, minority that has basically helped everybody get to the island to try to escape. And the poor man, I think he's only one of a few minorities I see, and he's the one that gets taken. Well, no, the policeman at the beginning of that movie. Yeah. He, he stands he there. The and he, first, he, he was the first one we saw die, I believe. Yeah, he was. He, he he was standing there shooting the alien, try, or going to try to kill the alien to protect um, the main character of the film, dead. And then here comes, we're you still know. Killing, we're still killing the black man first in 2000. <laughs> and then here comes, it's not funny, but I mean, it's just like, you cannot help but notice that. And it's like, right. why? And then, you know, and then here, the like I said, here they are on the island just having a break. And I thought, oh, he's going to help him get away. And yeah. then, lo and yeah. behold, he gets snatched out from under the garage and, and taken away. It seemed so, like he was getting set up to be a big hero, and he and he was all over the trailer. Exactly, he, brilliant act and a brilliant actor. I mean, he <laughs> added. I mean, I love his. I just love him, his presence. I mean, it's just, and uh, so I was thinking he was going to have a really big role, and maybe even carry on over into because I've heard there's a third one already in the works. Yeah, I think the from what I've heard, the third one is a there's a spinoff before they do a. Uh, no, don't. Oh my God! No, no, no! You're gonna see that's going down the wrong path. But you gotta, uh, think, you gotta think about it, John. Though, like, if this, this is in the movies, they told us that this was a global invasion. This is happening all over the world. But we've only seen what how it's affected one family, basically. But that's all I need to see. I don't need. Uh, it, yeah, I, no, I, I, I want to see. I want to see what's going on with other people too. Uh, Mm. I'm telling you, you're going. It's it's like the aliens, alien. Uh, more than a trilogy now, it's gone off in all these other things. You're just draining the the. I mean, this, and I don't even know how we got started off on this. A quiet place and quiet place too. But um, I think a quiet place too is just. It's even to me, it's even better than the original. Now I know we disagreed on that. I think we we might even cover that on a on the show before, but. I saw it again a second time, and you know, I've always told you I never watch movies more than once typically. Well, I lied. Um, <laughs> so, because I went back, I went to see this again, I had to see it again, and it even was better the second time. It's just, other than the few things that we just talked about um, from a casting perspective and what happened, it's just, it really is brilliant. And I kept thinking, this film. Is, I remember in 1979 when Alien was, was released, I was 13, 14 years old. And that, like, just changed everything from a sci-fi perspective um, in, in terms of horror. And so I'm thinking this film is this, the millennials version. Don't, don't, don't even say it. Don't even say it. It yeah. is. I'm telling it is. It's like it's. There's no comparison. 
No, well, I'm not trying to say it's, I'm not trying to say it's a comparison to the, I'm not saying it's the same thing as Alien. No, Alien is never going to be, you, no. But it's this generation's Alien in terms of sci-fi and Alien movies. Well, um, as you mentioned sci-fi and Alien movies, there's something else that we haven't discussed on a uh, podcast. Uh, uh, what? Are we, uh, we need to talk about the Tomorrow War. Yes, yes, yes. That's another one. Yep, that's the one that's also been out this summer. Thank you for bringing that up. A big, I think it's, a, uh, I've heard a lot of positive about it. Um, I think I saw one negative review. Um, and uh, they didn't know what they were talking about. But anyway, um, I, I, yeah, this is a good, I'm glad I got to see this one too. We got to screen it. Um, I had a ball. I loved it. It was good. It was, you know, I, I, and I lied again. I'm not, you know, I always kept saying I'm not a big sci-fi action film when I'm alive. I mean, I'm a liar because I, uh, there are stuff, there, there are things I'm going to try to get off my pedestal and act like I don't get into, you know, get into that because it was great. I thought um, Chris Pratt did a great job. I think the aliens were really cool. I thought this, the um, effects were good. Um, the storyline was good. I mean, it took a little, it didn't take long. It did take a little bit to begin with me to get into it. But then once I got into it, I was like, okay, I, I'm, I'm definitely in with this. Um, just to, they had to take a little time to um, to explain uh, all the time travel stuff to us. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, but and that's what that's what it was. I was trying to get the I was trying to get to the whole trying to keep the focus of what the actual storyline was about. But um, yeah, and it, but the whole now I will say the only thing that was very creepy and maybe not creepy, maybe creepy is not the right word. Maybe just hard to comprehend. I guess was the fact that he was seeing his daughter grown while he was, and I guess that goes with the time travel thing, but um, that was pretty hard, you know, to kind of digest in my opinion. Um, well, that's something, you know, something similar to that happened in Interstellar. I never saw that. Oh, you didn't? Nope. You might need to get on that. Yeah, never, never saw that. Um, because, you know, for a while there, there was, like, a couple of space movies, like, back to back to back. Yeah. Um, yeah, one was, that's not... Because you had, uh, in 2013, oh, in 2013 that one was, you had Gravity, and then 2014, you okay. had Color, and then well, 2015, Star Wars came back. Well, women, what was that horrendous thing with George Clooney that was horrible? Horrendous. Horrendous. Are you talking about, uh, which one? He did two... This not this is not the one. This is not the one he did with Sandra Bullock. This is the one he did. And they and they didn't release it in theater. They streamed it last year, I think. Oh, you're talking Midnight Sky. Ooh, God. <laughs> mm. you, know, I, I'm, you know that movie got nominated for an Oscar. Shut your mouth. And that <laughs> that thing <laughs> for what? <laughs> it was for some type of um, technical. Like, oh bitch. my god that thing that thing was trash i'm sorry I, you know if it were not for the fact that george clooney is a worldwide internationally beloved movie star who started off on facts of life and golden girls by the way um and has made his way up to just like i said the level of if it weren't for that i think his career would have bombed after that film that thing was horrible i, I i'm sorry at least I'd have never watched anything else again with him. So, I, right. I do not agree. I don't think it was, it was a great. Oof. Movie, but I don't think it was hard. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. 
I, I just I, that that's one of those where I wasted two hours of my life. And I think that thing was yeah, over two they, hours. All right, they 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 got nominated for best visual effects, but uh, Tenant ended up taking that Oscar. Uh, which I know you're glad of that. Which I've still not seen Tenant. It's on my list. It is. It's on my list to watch. Um, okay, so we're gonna let's we got to switch gears here. So let's come up because um, yeah, I got we got too much to talk about, and I got so little time. So, all right, I'm gonna get to the meat of what I what I have really enjoyed from a film perspective so far this year. That just was oh. God, it gave me chills watching it. But I want to talk about the Summer of Soul. Um, you know, I think um, I think we that that movie. I think we got our first um, our first uh, award, uh, our, our first Oscar uh, nominee contender right there, best documentary. Mm. Well, why would it not? Okay, so. I, now here's where I, I got kind of mixed up, and I, for some reason, I was thinking that the festival and <laughs> you know it takes me a lot of time to catch up on these things um, to understand. I thought that the thing lasted that the the series, the concert series, was a weekend thing like Woodstock. I didn't realize it went over a series of so many weeks. Right. Which it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because um, the this film and the doc the documentary is just I, I can't even speak enough about it i mean it's amazing um on so many levels and um one you know as a music lover it was I'm, i was just totally blown over by it um because the because the acts that were on there i was really shocked i will say all right so let me let's rewind so this was set during, I think this was set during the same year as Woodstock, right? Am I, am I, am I, okay. Summer of 69. Right. And so one of the promoters, which I cannot remember his name, it was Lawrence, something Lawrence, uh, Trey, Trevor, or something like that, I think. Um, anyway, he set up, he was, a, he was a, a, a music promoter and he set up this concert to take place in Harlem during 69, during the summer, over a series of weeks. And, um, I think most, it was called yeah. the Harlem Cultural Festival. Yes. And what I think, uh, I mean, and that time was a very volatile time as far as from, a, uh, from everything that had been taking place during that, during around that period, which is, you know, covered the fascination of John F. Kennedy had not been long before that. And then um, Robert Kennedy and, um, I think Martin Luther King was around the same time, right? When he, yeah. um, who else? I mean, there was somebody else. The, um, so the, the city of New York actually um, got involved. The mayor of New York got involved with uh, helping. They actually pulled it together. Uh, yes, yes. Festival because they were afraid that because um, there had been a lot of rioting across the country. Right, right. With everything that had happened, yeah. So there's a lot of unrest and everything going on. The Vietnam War and yeah. So the city and, was hoping that because this was a free concert. Um, yep. And, and that's crazy. Yeah, the city was hoping that, that, that this festival would help to um, to kind of uh, alleviate some of the tension. And didn't they say that a total of over three hundred thousand 
people showed up for this thing over the over the weeks. Was that am I right? Was that the number that I heard, or maybe I misheard that? Let me pull it up because I think you might be right. I thought I heard that somewhere over uh, approximately three hundred, if not more than that, people showed up and to watch the performers during that summer. Um, and it, so let me just say that the oh the uh, I, the, the promoter and the host his name was uh, Tony Lawrence. Oh, I knew it was the Lawrence. Okay, Tony Lawrence. Okay. Um, very, yeah, he was a very um, colorful, you could tell just from his way he acted and talked and everything, he was just a very colorful person, looked like he had a great personality and was able to pull right. people together. 300,000 people. As, I thought I heard that. Okay, so over 300,000 people at least had, had attended this, at least. And in fact, at one point in time during the screen, during the documentary, and you look out from the stage, you see nothing but a sea. And yeah, there was there were some. I mean, there were white people there, but you know, the majority of the um, people obviously were African Americans, and they were there to part of just to celebrate Black history, the culture, the music, the songs, the fashion. Because they did touch on a little bit of all of that. And um, but I was so so. Let's yeah, start. It wasn't it wasn't just a music festival. They had different themes. Uh, they had comedians. Yeah. Uh, uh, they had the They had a gospel uh, weekend. They had a. Ooh. Yeah, they man. Had, they had one called uh, Broadway in Harlem. They had the Caribbean Festival. The Blues I, that thing would have been. I, I'd have been. I'd have been at all of that. I would have been at all of that. Harlem beauty pageant uh, combined with a local talent show. Wow. Well, I, and I'm glad they picked. Well, of course, music be my love. I just am so glad they had a chance to capture this piece of history on film and we could see the performances that were given because now i will say like we're starting off and i think if i'm not mistaken correct me if i'm wrong the opening was stevie wonder at least that's who i remember first seeing um that's how how the no i don't think he opened up he didn't who was the first do you remember who the first was framed it in the documentary okay who's first performing they showed in the documentary but um well they just didn't play a lot of him and i'm surprised stevie wonder you know stevie wonder is not a opener he's more of a headliner well true yeah but you got to think consider he was what like 19 or 20 at the time or was he a little bit older than that yeah he was he was around that age but he was uh, but you remember he first got famous when he was uh what, 12? well 12 well that's a good point yeah that's 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 a very good point yeah well he did a great job and obviously i mean for him to be there but i mean it, well of course everywhere anytime they showed the crowd it was, it was always packed i mean as far as you could see it was nothing but people I mean, so let me just fill the people in on some of the other performers. You had Sly and the Family Stone. That was my. Yeah, <laughs> B.B. King, Nina Simone, uh, Gladys Knight and the Pips, uh, Mahalia Jackson, The Fifth Dimension, uh, Solo David Ruffin. Um, yeah, it was. It was and we got to we got to talk about that because all right, so let me just tell you. Staples. All right, first of all. Oh, the staple thing that Mavis Staples, Lord and Papa Staples. Oh my gosh! I mean, just, I mean, what, what a proud parent, uh, you know, father he had to been with his girls up there, his daughters, and then for her to be able to sing, which I had always heard about Mahalia Jackson. I had seen, you know, at that time when I remember growing up watching. Remember how they used to run TV commercials of albums you could buy, and one of them was Mahalia Jackson, and. I would always think, what is so big? But I would listen to her music and think, gosh, she's got a great voice. But I just didn't know her. I mean, that's not from a, you know, and let's just be honest, from a cultural perspective, that wasn't anybody that was a big influence, you know, on me. Um, 
but as I've gotten older and have and have listened and learned more about her, I mean, what an amazing, I, I, in fact, I'm getting chills right now talking about her. I mean, just to see her able, to see her perform when she was still alive and then have Mavis Staples, who just, who I think spoke and talked about their absolute respect and called her the queen of gospel. Um, she had for that was just a, an amazing moment. I mean, I just, that's just something that, should be cherished and hopefully kept in a vault somewhere so these films, this, this film doesn't get erased or those, those snippets and scenes. Um, Gladys Knight and the Pips, of course, young, but those, the Pips were on it. I mean, and I mean, don't get me wrong, Gladys Knight, of course, is, is amazing. I love her. Um, but the Pips are backup singers. Oh my God, they were so on it. Um, and she said uh, in the documentary that they were just uh, starting out when they did that. And yeah, and they just, but you could tell they were having the best time. Um, but I mean, what I liked too was that they admitted that they talked about how, at least she did, how much, how honored they felt to be there. Um, and um, it was, and the other, uh, just to mention, Billy McCoo, Billy Davis and uh, Junior and Marilyn McCoo. I mean, which they look great, by the way. I don't know, you know, what, what age, I guess that's current year when they interviewed them, but um, just absolutely love that couple. I mean, Lord, I remember skating to them in the skating rink with their, when they were on their solo stuff. Um, I love the one quote I heard from Marilyn McCoo, which she said, because of the fact that the African-American community heard the fifth dimension and because of the way they were singing, thought they were white and I, I had to think about that you know for a little bit but I love what she said that they wanted to be there because they wanted their people to see them and know that no they were not white they were African-American and she said they wanted to make a point and that is how can you put um, color on sound on music and I just thought that was a very profound statement um, and, and love that but all the other, B.B. King, just crazy. Oh my gosh, just so good. Um, now, um, David, what's the name? Riff, Riffin? Yeah. Um, you know, he was he was good, but let's let's face it. I mean, I was like, where's the Temptations? You need to you need to bring them out here. Um, well, he, I think, no, no, I think he, he said he did just have, You know, he did have hits uh, after he went solo. Oh, he did. I did not realize that. Cause I was thinking, no, you, you, this, this. I mean, I think he had, and look, I think, I think they said he had, had just left the Temptations. So, but um, yeah, I this is this this documentary has been so far my highlight of the summer as far as music um, and seeing it, and it's just, but oh, it's slime the um, and the and the Family Stone. I mean that. Did you see the two women back there? The one that was playing the, the, I think one was playing the keyboards. One of them was his sister. Uh, well, what, if that was the one that was playing the trumpet, she was crazy. I mean, crazy, and I mean, I think crazy good. I mean, she would play that trumpet. She would get up, do the backup vocals, and get back on that trumpet in no time at all. She tore that stage up. I, I mm. and, But do you see how the crowd rushed? Because they didn't think that he was actually going to be there. Right. <laughs> and when he came out, you know, the promoter's like, now stop, stop, everybody back up. You know, we got to, we got to make sure that, um, you know, 
we, we can't have this, otherwise we'll have to cancel it or something like that. So, but um, but everybody was so excited. But but I, I anyway, long story short, I think everybody has heard me praise it enough. I, I, I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, it, it's just a fascinating and absolutely wonderful time to watch everybody. And I think I, and I remember hearing one of the performers say that that was the first time in his life that he had ever come out and he could, he could see, and like I said, there were spots, you know, of white people, but he said, just knowing that this was my people and to see how many, it was just a sea of black people. And it was just, and, um, you know, I just, I thought that I, I felt good for him, you know, and I forgot who it was that made that quote, but, um, or maybe hey, how, about, how about, how about, um, Stevie Wonder playing a drum solo? Uh, who even knew that, that, I had no idea the man could even play the drums. I, how do you do? How do you? Uh, that's why they, they call him the eighth wonder of the world. I, I, I'm, I, and then, but bless his heart, and correct me if I'm wrong, but at one point in time, he was getting so excited playing that keyboard that I swear to you, I thought he was starting to go off the keyboard because he kept going back and forth, you know, so so much. Did somebody reach their hand up and kind of push the microphone back because they kind of he kind of jutted it out or something? There was one point yeah, where I, I noticed something like that happened. I thought he was just getting too excited, and I thought, oh, come on back, come on, you know, Stevie, come on back now, bring it back on in here. And I think somebody came up and kind of pushed it back, but because he was so into it, and um, that you know what, if you were there. I, then good for you. That's all I can say because you got to watch some history going on. And, um, and you know, a lot of people um, thought it was an urban legend because uh, people who weren't there, there was never any like, um, there was never any footage shown on TV. There was no documentary at the time. How maybe. can something like this just now be released? And you know, the, the following year, uh, the Woodstock documentary was one of the top 10 grossing movies of 1970, and I think it won an Oscar. But this was uh, stuffed in, this was left in the basement for 50 years. Mm, mm, mm. Well, I, I, I don't know who, who found it, who pulled it back out, and who thought it would work. But it's... Yeah, I, I, will, I will say that uh, Sly and the Family Stone actually played both festivals. They did the Harlem Cultural Festival, and they also played Woodstock. Mm -mm. Well, now he looked he 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 was something. I will say that he he definitely um yeah he 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 looked like he'd been he would be crazy. I mean, just to hang out with, you know what I'm saying? I mean, he just looks like he would be somebody that would just be crazy all the time, just cut up. And just fun to be with, but um, well, you know he's kind of like the uh, he's kind of like the prototype for Prince. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I can. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. I can see that. Um, but they sang the only song I didn't. The Staples Singers did not perform was "Oh Happy Day." Wasn't in "No Happy Day" the one that they're oh, known for? Uh, was the Edwin Hawkins? Oh no 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 no. Um, I'll take you there. I'll take you there. They didn't perform, and I don't know if they hadn't recorded it then or had had the song at that time. But I was hoping that they would do that. Um, but that might have been later on. After you know, they may have come up with that song um, later on. But um, yeah, everything. But the fact that they played such a uh, covered all genres of music was wonderful. I mean, they gave snippets of it of it all, and just 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 
amazing. So, so anyway, so that's why I had I said we got to talk tonight because I'm ready to get this. I'm ready to express myself about this film, and it's just it's just amazing. I just can't. It, it, I'm so glad it came out. Um, that's been my pick. That's my pick so far of the summer. Um, as far as what, in terms of watching something, not necessarily in the theater, but even you know just encompassing everything I've seen at this point. That's been the best thing I think I've seen so far. I don't know if you knew this, but the this is the directorial debut, um, and the director is actually a musician too. It's um, Questlove, who's the drummer for the Roots. From, uh, from the Roots on Jimmy um, Jimmy Fallon's uh, Jimmy Fallon show. But before they were uh, on Jimmy Fallon's show, they were uh, multiple Grammy winning um, live rap band. Hmm. They go back to the to the mid nineties. Oh my gosh! No, I can I can say I honestly did not know that. So that's amazing. All right, I love it. Well, I need to send him kudos. Kudos to you for. Um, in fact, my guitar instructor, uh, young guy, um, yes, Ben Campbell. I'm giving you a shout out. Um, ben is only, let's see, 24, 25, but he's a, he is such an old soul at heart, and he loves, he loves B.B. King, he loves anything R&B, um, he loves old classic stuff. Don't tell me he got you, uh, learning how to play the blues. If I, let me tell you, bless his heart, he's got the patience of Job. If he can teach me how to finish out this one song by the Beatles, which I'm supposed to perform, perform in, uh, weeks this Saturday, uh, Love Me Do. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm working on Love Me Do by the Beatles. And if I can, I'm supposed to perform it at a, a showcase a week from Saturday, but we'll see. I'm not sure if I'm going to do it or not. But, um, is this the same <laughs> showcase that you were supposed to originally do back in November? Well, they, yeah, they do showcases every so often. And I missed that one because of COVID. Um, so now I'm up for the next showcase, which actually there's been a showcase, there's been a couple of show showcases in between um, that I've, could have done but we've been wanting to make sure that i'm really comfortable with this song but yeah he loves the blues and if he could teach me the blues i would i, I think i would love it um where you, i mean where do you go on uh, america's got talent <laughs> ain't gonna happen um oh listen i want to throw something else in so um uh did you notice when they were interviewing people in the crowd during the uh, documentary mm. uh, that uh, people, uh, so a lot of people in the crowd said that they were more interested in the festival than the movie. I, I yes, I was absolutely well. I'm I was surprised and not surprised. <laughs> um, but I would say I could probably well. I mean, I could. Of course, that nothing nothing that was going on from a racial perspective impacted me. Obviously. Um, but I can understand. I mean, and but even but it's not even just that. I mean, I think even um, I don't think it, I don't even necessarily think it's, it needs to be or or and I could you know correct me if you disagree, but I, I don't even know that it was necessarily a racial thing. I think it's even just overall the think that who at that time really thought we'd be sending somebody to the moon and think and, of the money and they and, and like you know like yeah uh, the, the moon landing. You know, you know, the moon landing was a once in a, might have been probably a life once in a lifetime event. Exactly, but and the also, money spent. But also, if you you know, to a lot of people in that crowd watching these performances was a one time or 
in a once in a lifetime event. Like when when are you ever gonna see this lineup again? What well, a true. And how many people are gonna get to the moon? Uh the right. two or three. So you would never see that lineup. Plus, like one, I think one of the lady young ladies interviewed said, Look, we've got people starving on the streets. You know, there's people out here in Harlem that are just not able to make a living. And think of the million dollars being spent on the and what what's that gonna do? Right. Sending somebody to the moon. Is anybody gonna live there after this happens no i mean we need to be focusing the money elsewhere and so you know what i can understand what I, where they were coming from with that so um very that's a, I'm about, glad, that's a very good point we talked about uh you know the, the musicians but uh how about a young jesse jackson addressing the crowd from he, uh yeah he was um, was he not young oh my gosh yep and um correct my memory if i'm wrong but did, did he not recount what happened to um, the Reverend King, wasn't that part of the? Yeah, he was there. He was. Uh, he was. That's right. And so he recounted to the crowd. There didn't he? Didn't he tell the crowd about what happened? And and or did they just show snippets of what took place? I'm trying to remember how that came into the to the film. I don't remember exactly what he said, but I believe he did reference. Uh, I'm pretty sure. He I think he was. I think he referenced the event, and I don't know that he went into that much kind of detail. But I do think he referenced. Uh, what took place and um, how important it was for everybody to come together um, and honor him and, and in his memory with the with what was taking place on the stage there. So, lot. I mean, there's it's, this is just a film that is just just covers so many things, and I don't, you know, and I think it's something that, and what I love about it too is the fact that music does um, bring people together. And um, it just, so to me, from a cultural perspective, I'm sure it definitely uh, means a lot to the African-American community and the, for the people, especially for the people that were there talking about it, um, you know, because they lived through some of the stuff that was taking place. But the fact that it's so important, it's the fact that it's on film and we can see it and like just me as a 55-year-old white male, I just love it. I mean, it just... It's significant. It's important. I mean, it's just it's. it's and don't forget, this was during the um, Motown era, so yes, um, yes, yes. What race you were, anybody would have wanted to watch um, Glass Night and the Pips and Steve. Isn't that the truth? And them suits they had on. Oh my God! I thought I, I thought those suits are with that the cream color. They, they, I'm, I'm, it wasn't. It was almost like a sandy color suits and then they had a little pink lining around the edging of the suits and everything and then they were the way they were in unison and dancing and cutting up and everything just man they were so good and then they just and then they just waved as they were going off the stage to everybody in unison too it was so cool i mean they just they were so slick i mean just just amazing um have you watched this one twice i have not yet but i've got plenty of time coming up this week and it's on Hulu, if I'm not mistaken now. So I can definitely watch it on Hulu. So, in fact, I need to let Terry see it. Terry's not, um, Terry was not privy to the screening. Um, I tend to hit those myself, um, being selfish with my iPad. So um, she has to miss out. But um, when they do come to the sh to streaming, well, yeah, this is on Hulu. We have that. Um, in fact, that's probably why I need to take the fire stick so we can catch up on our stuff. Um, yeah, I definitely want to watch this again. Love it. In fact, uh, Ben told me he did watch it. And he, because I kept telling him, I said, Ben, you're going to love it. And he told me he finally, I went last Thursday to my lesson, and he said he watched it, and it was unbelievable. So he he was also in love with it. He said, man, I'm so glad you told me about this. Um, but um, anyway, so 
Um, man, that's the one that I had to talk about. I just, I, uh, anything else? About? What about some news? Anything going on with Hollywood that we need to talk about? Well, the big, the big Hollywood news uh, that's going on right now is, um, you know, a lot of people are scratching their heads as to what exactly happened with the, um, the, the ticket sales for Black Widow. Because uh, they broke pandemic records um, opening day and opening weekend. But the following weekend, there was a major upset when uh, Space Jam came out and uh, took the top spot. Mm. Black Widow was predicted to repeat. Mm. It dropped. <laughs> Listen, they had a 67% drop from <sighs> one well, well, I told you that the um, theater owners are pitching a fit because they said by it being on Disney Plus that that took away from the box office revenue. And they, they are pitching a fit about it. And you that know, I, I I know that the theater owners have an agenda. You know, they want, of course, they want to blame everything on um, streaming services because they sure. want to theater. But I think there's a little more to the story because let's not forget that um, Kongzilla. Uh, see, Black Widow costs twenty nine ninety nine on top of a Disney Plus subscription. But right. yep. Max movies are free to stream online, and they all have have uh, come out this same day that they hit the theaters as well. And people didn't seem to have much problem at all uh, buying tickets to go see King Kong um, and Godzilla duke it out. Okay, well, now it's interesting you're, at, you're saying this, and the reason I'm saying it is because I had a survey from, you know, I, I don't know what's gotten into me with surveys lately. Um, I got a survey from from Disney Plus last night. Talk about timing, and the survey was about Black Widow, and had I seen it at the theater or had I seen it, had I streamed it, and what my thoughts were on the cost of it being on Disney Plus for the twenty nine ninety nine on top of your prescription subscription versus seeing it in the theater. So and, and all the questions surrounded it. So they apparently are testing the water to figure out what it is that's gone on. Right, and, and I'll, I'll also add this: the um, the second weekend, um, it must not have made much money on Disney Plus because they Disney Plus made sure to announce um, that they made um, around sixty million dollars the first weekend. Mm. The second weekend, you couldn't you didn't hear a word. <laughs> they there was you couldn't have heard a pin drop. Like you could have heard a pin drop. So it was wow, to about, I'm sure we would have heard from. Uh, well, and then again, that probably leads to why they sent that survey out because they're trying to figure out why, you know, they can identify why the why the drop in the revenue. So, because right. I and I had the numbers here, um, Godzilla versus Kong actually made four hundred sixty three million dollars worldwide. What? And it was free to stream if you have an HBO Max subscription. Four hundred and sixty something million for that movie. Yeah. Oh my heavens! Oof. Mm. And it, came, it, came out, it came out in March before. It, it uh, was okay, but it wasn't that good. So. And think about it. You know, back in March, um, the, the, you know, there were less people vaccinated than they are now. Mm. <laughs> so where are we at right now with Black Widow? What's the total you said? Black Widow is up to $266 million worldwide. 
Yeah, but that's in what two weeks? Yeah, but this is a Marvel movie though. This is you know. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I mean, this is three. Oh, but you're saying oh, but you're saying for to be a Marvel film, it's definitely underperforming where it should be. Marvel has multiple billion dollar movies under their under their uh, Mm. on their roster. Well, that's a good point. So, um, what about so? Changes kind of changes that well, changes subjects uh, as far as Hollywood news. So, um, I heard that the uh, film festivals now are coming back live. I mean, that they're gonna have people uh, there versus it's a bad idea. I really do too. And because I mean, my son himself knows his well, in fact, his girlfriend's uh, relative, um, she has relatives that have the Delta variant. And they live in Charlotte. Yep. So it's close. And people are not taking it serious. I, I don't understand. Uh, kind of scary. But again, again, I'm not getting up on that tangent. But, um, but yeah, I do think it because it's going to impact and it makes me wonder, you know, well, with the Delta variant out there, what's it going to – and if we do see an increase in, in – a, in fact, I had a – one uh, one of my coworkers, her daughter works in a doctor's office. They had a five year old, I uh, know, five month old, and four family members tested positive for COVID today. A five month old a day. Um, so you know, it's it's still too early, I think, for us to really take all the reins off and try to return to a normal uh, life. I, I just, it's just, it's just too soon. So I agree. All right, so what? I'm gonna head out of here in a few minutes. So, what about what else we got as far as news? Anything good? Well, uh, I don't know about news, but did you want to talk about uh, Fear Street at all? Oh, okay. Let's touch. Yes. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Because I totally misread your review on the last one, but um, so. Let's start with number one. Okay, for everybody, anybody that's familiar with Netflix and the this trilogy that they have out of there, Fear, Fear Street. So we have the first one, 1994. Um, hmm, it was good. Uh, let's see how do we how do we segue into the what the story is about. Um, uh, so there's uh, basically these two towns in Ohio that are right next to each other. Yeah, uh, shady. Uh, Sunnyvale, Shady Side, and Sunnyvale, which I thought was kind of hysterical. But anyway, Sunnyvale is uh, prosperous, and uh, everybody just oh, so glamorous and what looks wonderful and everybody wonderful life. And Shady Side <laughs> is kind of uh, even though it's a whole different town, it's like the other side of the tracks where you're in the dumps. So um, yeah, yeah, you're on the downside. You're in the dumps, and people love yeah, you. Yeah. Uh, aside from the poverty and the hopelessness. They also have a history of murders. Oh, yes. Okay. Shady so, side. Actually, not just murders. They have a history of massacres in Shady Side. And that just, I'm like, and everybody seems to kind of accept that. It's like, well, that's just been the history of the town. And and like, and what I don't get is like, you don't see a fleeing of people, you know, and a, a mass exodus of people trying to leave this town, which is crazy. But anyway, so... Right. Um, However, so, well, so we, well, I think a couple of the characters said they couldn't afford to move out, move out of 
time. I'm gonna tell you what I you I may not I, you I would not have a may not have a dime to my name, and if I know that every five years of the massacre of eight to ten people that's going to take place in that town, you know, I'd be I'd I'd live in the sewer somewhere else before I stayed in that town. <laughs> so, <laughs> but listen, you remember that uh, uh, that guy and that girl who were um, <laughs> they were high, those high school students, the guy and the girl were best friends. Yeah. They were selling yeah. drugs so that they could get up enough money to leave town. <laughs> well, mm, did they make it? I don't think they made it, right? So <laughs> They got murdered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, yeah, that's right. They did. Uh, and bad, too. Right. Um, so, all right. So, 1994, I thought was really, I thought it was a good setup. I thought it was really, really a good setup. It reminded, it took me back to the early horror films of like Friday 13th, Halloween, all that kind of stuff. Um, and uh, I thought the acting was pretty good. I like the characters. Um, so I, I'm, you know, it was good. I, I thought it was good. I thought it was, it, it held my interest. I thought, oh, I'm not going to ride this out and see what's going to happen with these people. And, um, you know, because from the beginning, the poor guy that seemed to like that girl, I thought, and then all of a sudden he just attacks her, and I'm like, but let's but let, but let, just, 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 just let's fill people in at home who haven't seen it. So you mentioned that it reminded you of uh, Friday the 13th and Halloween. Yeah, yeah. It's not just a slasher film. There's also a, um, a um, what do you call it? A, a legend about a curse being put on the town by a witch. Yes, yes. So okay, that's a good point. Yep. So you go back to uh, centuries. This is so. This is something that's not going on just recently. This is going on. You know, apparently this has happened and it's been a centuries-long thing. Um, and uh, and nobody believes in this. Cur- well, I say, but they believe it. Of course, it was a legend and folklore and all that stuff. But then, um, how is it the kid? Oh, the brother is the one who starts putting everything together and saying this is this is part of this is part of the legend. This is what is happening. Because it's funny how he and it's and I thought it was pretty ingenious how they pulled up all these different characters. Like you have, you know, almost looks like uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre character. You, then you have this what's uh, Ruby Lane looks like a uh, you know a good girl gone bad type with the blade type thing. And then you have um, uh, uh, what was the other one? Yeah, I mean, so it was pretty ingenious how they pulled these different kind of. Uh, takeoffs on some of the pre- other classic horror films that we've seen these these uh, slasher from these slasher films. So it's pretty pretty ingenious how they pulled that story together. Um, so I thought that, and I thought that the I could not figure out. I'm thinking, well, why are they showing 1994 first? Then you come out with 1978, which I personally think is probably the started off as one of the best. But then just ended up stupid. Um, that was pretty good. I oh, that ending just killed me. And nineteen seventy eight. Part, part, pardon the pun. Yeah, you mentioned Friday the Thirteenth before. Nineteen seventy eight is actually set at a summer camp. Yeah, yeah, and that's really yeah, and that really is more the Halloween Friday Church thing type thing because if you think about it, that's when well that's when the let's see Halloween came out in seventy eight. And Friday thirteenth was seventy nine. All right, with that eighty. Anyway, around the timeline, and um, I liked the fact that it took it back into the seventies and at camp, and I thought that was pretty ingenious. Um, 
and it held my interest. And but then there toward the end, it just, no, wait a minute, is it not? No, nineteen seventy, which is the one I thought was so bad, or because I, no, I, thought, I, I thought, love nineteen seventy eight. No, nineteen seventy eight was. Yeah, I thought, I thought uh, 1666. 1666 is yeah. the one that you and I like. You and I had reversed all. I love the first part of it, the first hour or so of it, when it took it back to the really almost like the colonial times. Right. Um, and then you like where it came back up to the future back or to, to the 1994 time and came back to 1994. And when, when that just to me just went off way off on that, just that just killed it. I mean, See, what, 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 what ruined the 1666 part for me was that they had um, the same cast members from the other time periods playing totally new characters. That was dumb, and it was distracting. It was pointless. You had people from 78 and 94 playing characters from 1666. That was stupid. Uh, <laughs> okay. I, I guess, yeah, that's a legitimate argument. When you, when, so. you look at, when you look at 1994 and 1978, they have completely different casts. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Even, even, the, even the characters who are – there there are a couple of characters who are in both time periods. Uh, I see what you're saying. But they have different actors yeah. younger ages. Yeah. If they'd have had different characters – carry forward the curse from 1666 and then go back to those that we saw originally in 1994. I see what you're saying. I don't know why they did. Yeah, that is a good question. Why, that is a good point. wonder why they did that. That was dumb. I didn't like that. is actually, yeah. Okay, now I'm, now that you've explained it. And I, and sister and her little brother back in 1666. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The same people we met in 94. Right, exactly. Yeah, that's, a, that's yeah. And you know, Lord, I you know, I, I and and the redhead from '78 wasn't back in 1666 too. And see, and that made no sense either. Yes, you got some good arguments there, but it was. But I will say, for its faults, you cannot go wrong with streaming and watching those three films. Um, it, it, it's and I don't want to call it a novelty, but. It, it was it was it had some pretty ingenious things about it. So and um, it's just a good slasher, you know. I had kind of given up on that kind of stuff, but it it definitely intrigued me, and I, I had to watch it. Um, and some of the killings I will say were horrific. I was not expecting, and I'm just going to spoil this for everybody. The poor girl, and was this one in the was this the 1994 where she laid on the thing, and there's that meat grinder type thing with the where her yeah. head goes through red slicer oh my okay yep. that was way too much yeah that that just oh my god that was just way too much that that just i didn't think, uh, I didn't think they were gonna take it there <laughs> I, uh, between that and the axe killings that was just yeah and the poor guy, poor little nerd. I don't even call him a nerd. He was weird. I don't. What is? What is? Was he just high all the time or something? I don't know. Um, but you know the little blonde-headed guy that uh, he he was odd. But anyway, um, and then next thing you know, here comes the axe in his head. Mm, oh, oh, you mean the blonde guy from '94? Yeah, 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 yeah. I couldn't get what his. Was he a stoner? Was he a? He was a stoner who was trying to um, 
who was selling drugs so he could afford to move out of town. Well, uh, that's okay. Well, yeah, he didn't. He didn't make it. So um, anyway, but uh, yeah, long, long way from making it out of there. Um, but yeah, it, it had some that bread slice thing, which just that that just killed me. Uh, um, and then the falling in the pit in 1666. That was pretty gross. Where the girl's hand ended up getting snapped off. Yeah, that was that was pretty grotesque. Um, oh, gross stuff. What, you, what, what I thought was um, what what struck what jumped out at me was even before the, any of the slashes showed up back in 1978. Remember those girls at camp were about to kill that. Um, Kill that one girl because just because they didn't like her. Oh, ex exactly. They were going to hang her up and stab her too. And, <laughs> God, I'm like God at the brutal camp. I mean, yeah, that was that was nuts. I mean, that and I'm like, where's the adults around this place? Where who? Well, of course, we know where some how some of the campers, some of the camp counselors were. They they weren't worth it. That's what know. I noticed. They they didn't even really. They, they they barely showed any any parents until at all. 1966. Yeah, no involvement. And then of course you had that horrendous, hateful minister's wife who was just insane, um, in my opinion. Um, but that was it. I mean, yeah, as far as parenting, you didn't see any of the parents around. I don't know. It, it was. Right, I, I got a question for you. So, uh, did you see that twist coming at the end? We found out who's really behind this. Um, no, I did not. I did not see it. Did you? No, I didn't. Yeah, that that that, that definitely threw me for a loop. I I have to get. I have to say that was that was covered pretty well. Yeah. Um, did a good job of that. So. Mm. All right. Well, I got to wrap it up. Uh, I got to go. I got to call my brother. He's been ping me twice asking me to please call and see something's going on but um yeah this has been fun talking about this stuff so um we got to think about we're gonna have to i'm gonna have to try to see old tomorrow night if i can sneak it in i'm gonna do if it's doing a preview um but and i'm trying to think if there's anything else we missed so no those previews uh don't start till late like seven o'clock well i and you know what and the last speaking of which when the last show i went like the black widow month i swear they must have had 10 previews and yet, what's so bad is we were talking about that after the film, and it's like, did any of those stand out to you other than old? Were there any that it's like no? You mentioned pig to me. Oh, pig! Yes, that that stupid thing. So back on pig, but anyway. All right. Well, I got to go out of here, but keep up with some watching some good stuff, and congratulations on your winning the tickets. Dang, or picking up those tickets. <laughs> I, but I'm missing the screening, so I hate there's no virtual screenings. That's driving me crazy. Um, wish we had them, but anyway. If I hear of anything new, though, I'll let you know. So, but keep me posted. All right, well, take it easy, and I'll catch up with you. Um, definitely, you know, next week I'll have some time, too. If you've got any time available, we'll have to hook up, and I'll take my laptop so that way we can um, hook up a line and do, maybe do another show from there. So. Okay. Sounds good. Have a good have a good evening, and I'll touch base with you later. Well, thank you, by the way, for explaining what happened to the mom on Spirit Untamed. I didn't know what happened. I'm like, what happened to her? I disagree with your review, though. I thought that movie was trash. Oh, I thought. <laughs>
uh, I thought it was good. It was a good family movie. It was good and wholesome. So, I mean, it wasn't the best quality of animation by any means that whatsoever. You want to see a good family, a wholesome family movie, um, sit the girls down to watch uh, Flora and Ulysses. It's on Flora Disney. Flora and Ulysses? Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll have to do that. It's not then. animated. It's, it's people, but it's about a, um, a little girl who um, she... Um, a squirrel gets injured in the yard, and she um, takes him inside. Oh, uh, they would love that. It turns out that he has superpowers. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> that, that would be too funny. They would love that. Yeah, well, they're supposed to come down, I think, part of the week. So hopefully when they come down, maybe if I've got the fire stick, I can throw it out there and we can watch it. So that'd be good. Sure. Sounds good. All right. Well, listen, have a good night, and I'll catch up with you hopefully here within the next week. So right. sounds good. Take it easy. Talk to you later. All right. Bye. Fully cinematic with Rand and John. You did see it? Yeah.